Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. This podcast is going to be about the idea of enlightenment. So if you're not interested in enlightenment, which I find that most people are not interested in enlightenment, you may not want to listen to this podcast. (laughs) Most people are not you know, when you go to the, you start talking about enlightenment, like most people are not interested in enlightenment. And quite frankly, I'm not really sure exactly why I seem to have been born with this propensity for interest in these subjects. (laughs) But I was. (laughs) I cannot even remember a time where I wasn't on this inner dialogue. You know, you just don't know someone. You don't know the inner workings of somebody, right? Like maybe even not even a spouse. Cause I, I don't even know that the people that I was married to would have realized that this was my life mission was the experience or the understanding or of enlightenment. And honestly, I didn't even know that that's necessarily what I was, was, I don't even know how to use these terms, like seeking enlightenment. I, but I, in about the year 2000 or so, I had come in contact with the works of David Hawkins, PhD, MD. He, his first book was was the book um, Power Versus Force. He wrote Power Versus Force, and I I didn't even, that wasn't my first book of his. Um, the first book that I really studied was Eye of the Eye, and it says from which nothing is hidden. And then I, he wrote this trilogy. So it was Power Versus Force, and then eye of the eye and then I um, and he and I studied these books like I studied eye of, eye of the eye for many years I mean I'm, I'm talking I read this book and I studied it for many years and that was when I came to the word enlightenment and it's my it's my understanding of his works that he would not have necessarily identified with any world religion it was sort of like he he found value in all of the world's religions and value in people who would seek see God through different avenues and so he he wouldn't I don't know that he would have actually considered himself to be a Buddhist or a Christian or a Hindu or anything like that he he had I guess the word transcended comes to my my mind world religions uh However, he would never 
it didn't seem to me that he would have, you know, he would have encouraged people to continue on their path. That, that That's as valid of a path as any other path. Um, <laughs> but so being a seeker of enlightenment, you know, lent itself to all kinds of um, interesting interesting things you know like um the beliefs about enlightenment this idea that you would one day reach some see and I say reach and I have to be incredibly careful because one of the biggest things that I have noticed and 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 in all actuality it was a really huge thing for me even when I you know, in the seeking of enlightenment was this idea of spiritual pride, this idea, you know, and, and I'm seeing it now. It's just, it just seems all over the place with people who would like see themselves as you know, like the term recently that has been coming up, you know, vibrating at a higher level, you know, just see themselves or see one person vibrating higher, one person's, you know, and, and I think that it is incredibly challenging <laughs> to give, to give the correct, um, the correct understanding of yourself in that like to judge yourself like and I'm not even saying judging but but it's pretty easy to judge others right to say you know well they're not vibrating at my level you know um (laughs) and in all actuality like you know it just sort of makes me laugh but you know, and then there's like people who like transcending the, the ego. I love that. Um, you know, like, like the death of the ego, you know, and this ego is like you put it up as this really, um, this really, uh, bad thing. Like, you know, the ego is really bad and, and, it must be transcended to reach enlightenment. You know, so there's like all these obstacles, basically. Um, and I'll get around to to. <laughs> so, but <laughs> so I had this experience that that I would would be my perception as a stepping over some threshold of of all these terms come to mind like like um perception understanding uh the word premonition keeps coming to my mind but I don't know why that word um but I had this experience and and it just like really blew away like the way I the way I actually describe it is it was as if I was 
one of those toys that was like really small like they used to have them in like a pill and then you put them in water and then they they expand they just puff up and then you can't ever put them back into the pill again so the box again so I I expanded to to be actually something else so so I I expanded and then my understanding about everything just was different like I understood that we create our reality and that there isn't really time like we think it is I haven't don't have as much of the understanding about space um, but I have more of an understanding about time being consecutive nows and this idea of parallel lives and dimensionality and um and this understanding about passing out of our bodies and and going into another adventure another possibly a, a different dimension um anyway it's 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 and so in the process of this I have attempted to learn how to create my life because I knew that it I was creating it so I was like so how you know and at first I have to admit it was it was really ominous it was incredibly ominous to um to know that I created my reality and so that meant that I was creating the negativity the seeming negativity as well like people always want to talk about manifestation you know as the creation of our reality however we also create like negative experiences but I I almost think that it really is just life in a way like I, I don't know that you ever get to a place where it is just always pure bliss and even David Hawkins I, I think he had said in his works because I studied them for so long that and I'm sorry about the nature of what I'm going to be mentioning <laughs> but he talked about like an orgasm and he said you wouldn't want to just perpetually be in an orgasm like it's like you you have this moment of bliss but it's kind of good that that level of bliss would end like you know that that there is kind of in some ways a welcome of the ending because it's such a a a feeling and a state that you you wouldn't want to be in a perpetual orgasm <laughs> I mean I think I, I mean I could be wrong but I sort of feel like people would agree with me that you know like if you were in an orgasm for like 12 hours 
<laughs> you might um okay I'm, I'm ready to not be in this state for a period of time <laughs> but there is this uh there is this this misunderstanding that enlightenment is like that that you that you somehow go to this blissful state sorry about that Yan. um you go to this blissful state and you are blissful and happy and nothing ever happens to you forevermore <laughs> and you know here's like another thing that i've thought about you know like like people who have this belief that you know you die and you go to heaven you know and, and a lot of people are not living for this life they're living for the next and so he's all like, when I get to heaven, you know, then I'll meet God. The, he went to be with the Lord. I really, that one just, you know, as if their whole life here on the earth, they were not with the Lord. That God is in some far off place and, you know, and not part of every molecule of our bodies you know but the irony of it is is that they also have the same scripture that god knows every hair on your head well how does god know every hair of your head if he's in some far off place i just want to know but um and so when i get to heaven or you know when i this case of the when eyes you know when i reach enlightenment i will be in this constant state of bliss and and so I really, I had some, some, like, and so in reading his books, you know, and even how to quote unquote achieve, you know, and this is, these are terms that I'm not sure if I have already talked about this because I had started this podcast like three or four times, three times before I actually um, got into this and like erased them. So I can't remember what I did in this podcast. I'm sorry about that. But uh, there is, we have to be super, super careful with this idea of spiritual pride of like, so I don't really like to use the word achieve or reach. and But I will make the mistake and say it because it is so ingrained in the idea of enlightenment. Um because so few achieve it you know so few reach it but i actually think that it is there's so few are actually seeking it and david hawken talks about that a lot that most people the majority of people are not seeking enlightenment they have just actually no interest in it whatsoever or it's one of those Buddhist terms and, and Buddha is Satan and, you know, <laughs> any other thought is, you know, satanic. I'm not saying that's true. Please don't misunderstand me here. But there are some who believe that Buddha is bad. Um, and so and so these terms... Um, and so people have kind of, or society, or I'm not sure, have sort of grabbed a hold of these and 
And so we have these notions about it that a person who who is enlightened. And another thing that I have wondered about even in a state of enlightenment, if there are certain levels of actual enlightenment or or like maybe not levels but um not really sure like degrees there's certain degrees of enlightenment like you um become more and more and more and more enlightenment like it's like there's this there's this notion that like once you're enlightened you're enlightened and then you're there you're you're like at the top of the mountain and you and so you just remain there and and like you don't expand but i'm 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 not sure um and see and see here's the other thing like if i were to to say that i have experienced enlightenment there are many people who would question the validity of my statement and you know have lots of things to say about me and my assertion that i you know understand enlightenment or i am enlightened or whatever have reached some degree of enlightenment i mean i <laughs> and this is another thing in my process that I I just I yeah. to be humble to be humble but there are times where the self-deprecating is holding us or me down from the underst of understanding or accepting a a possible truth which here's the thing like truth is weird that's another thing that i learned truth is really weird truth is a weird thing truth is uh you know people I mean, if you have five people at an accident, five people see something, and you ask for five, five those five people what happened, they're going to tell you different things. Because their perspective is different. And they noticed different things about, like, they, we don't all notice the same things. We don't all... You know, we come at this, this life with different perspectives. And everybody is in their own reality. And so truth is a, is a really, really weird thing. So, and you know, and some people like to, to say, you know, that that's, that's a flawed premise in and of itself because you know that chair is a chair and I I sort of understand that you know yeah um but but 
I think that there may be ultimate truth, but I almost think that only God could could actually know what that is. I'm not sure if that's an actually true statement, but but I I think I think that the human humans it's very very challenging for us to you know I know the truth okay um <laughs> so so okay so like so I'm just going to give an example so I had um applied for I really it would be so great to have my PhD I have a master's degree and I I this is something that I would like to do before I go into the next life or whatever that is so I was looking into a PhD along my my um in enlightenment no I'm just kidding <laughs> I was looking at a PhD in consciousness studies because if, if people were to ask me okay what is your subject matter my subject matter is the nature of reality so so I I was looking into a consciousness a PhD in consciousness and from a certain university and I had applied I had done everything um, written my essay yada 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 and I was I was really excited and then they said they said, well, you've got to um, take a, a, um, a course in meditation. You have to take a course in meditation or, or, you know, in order to even get an interview for, I actually had to get a master's degree too. I had to get yet another master's degree in order to go for my PhD because um, I needed to learn Sanskrit. Um, and so I'm like, okay, well, I'll learn Sanskrit then. Um, <laughs> um, but, but it was the, the taking the course in meditation that really got me, you know, and so it was this, and I, and I asked them, it's like, would you, would you reconsider this, you know, because... I don't want to take a course in meditation. I have no desire whatsoever to spend $250 to take a course to learn how to meditate for 20 minutes. When I, I have my own style of meditation. And, and I, I was just like, and I was, so I was sitting there and I'm like, you know, and then some people would say, you know, oh, well, you're just so, you're, you're so egotistical that you think you don't need to learn or you don't need, you know, and I'm saying, and I, and I have to, I have to hold firm on this one that I, I, I'm not sure what, what comparison I can give this to. It's not like I feel like I'm the greatest meditator on the planet. But like, and even that term, what makes a great meditator or a great meditation? Like, like how do we quantify these things? 
But it was at that point, you know, that I was like this self-deprecating, you know, but I, I, I was like, would you, and they, they actually, they didn't, they wouldn't reconsider. And I had, it was like this hoop I had to jump through, you know, to, I guess, prove something. Um, even though I, I, you know, not only ha have I, do I meditate, but I, I actually put out meditations on my podcast and, and I've done them on my, on my, I've done some lives on my, on my, um, Instagram. I don't know, you guys, I just didn't want to do it. I don't know. I, it's like this, this balance between modesty and, and humility and fault humility and just being, having this lack of understanding of your understanding or my own understanding lack of understanding that I understand. And so, and so, it's very, very interesting. So, I had gotten with somebody, I'm not going to say who it is, but I had gotten with somebody recently. Um, I had seen one of his uh, YouTubes and I decided to email him. So I email him and he ends up getting back with me and we have this Zoom call. So we have this Zoom call and we are talking and he says something that really like stops me, like kind of dead in my tracks and makes me question, you know, basically he said there are books that are put out that actually disprove the the person of Jesus. That basically there are some books and some theorists or um, I don't know, humanitarians, I don't know, what would you call them, uh, who say he never existed. This man named Jesus that uh, we have a you know, world religion that is based off of uh, never existed. There was no crucifixion. There was no no manger. There was no this figure never lived, and that and that um, and that it was just taken by the Catholic Church to basically gain power over humanity or a section of humanity. So I'm listening to this and I'm, and I'm trying to, uh, I, and it, it's like, and then like this, this thing comes up for me, this, you know, and I, and I recognized it was sort of a combination of things, you know, that I recognized that a piece of information was coming and that I didn't know that I really necessarily wanted to accept that as a truth. And, um, 
you know, so all these little things were coming uh, to me at the same time. And, you know, and so then I started to, can, can we both be correct? Can, can we both be correct? Can, can this man who doesn't believe that there ever was a Jesus and myself who believes there was a Jesus, I didn't, I'm not, I do not consider myself necessarily your classic Christian. Um, I do not believe in the most important tenet of the Christian faith. So I don't necessarily, you know, I'm not really a Christian. However, I do believe in the teachings of Jesus. And so, and so basically, I, you know, I, I was stopped, you know, and I was like, and I didn't know what to do with the information. And, and it also, it was also this implication that, that I was, I was, I was in putting onto him that he didn't believe in or my spirituality or my truth or I, I don't know and 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 then goes back to the necessity that he even would in the first place like what does it matter if anybody um believes in a word that i say and the actual truth is it doesn't matter it makes no difference whatsoever and so <laughs> And so then it goes back to, you know, so then I go back to this idea. So am I enlightened? If, if I have these incidences of things that happen that, and I have this feeling come over me and I'm not really sure exactly what it is. Like, is it, is it that he's saying something that I believe is completely incorrect? Or is it that it's brushing up against, you know, is it my ego? Is it some type of competition? Is it, you know what I mean? Like I, and I have to look at it and I'm looking at it and I'm observing it and none of it makes any difference whatsoever. It's just that I do believe that he and I both share this, this, um, amazing, thirst for knowledge. And and I think we both do share this amazing thirst for truth. But there was something that I I I had learned and that is that two incongruent things, seemingly incongruent things can be true at the same time. Like two things that seem incongruent can be true. And it's very, very challenging for us to actually, um, like, accept that. But I think that that is the truth. <laughs> And so, and so I had, I had this preconceived notion that when I, when I reached enlightenment, when I achieved enlightenment, that I would be in this amazing space and that I would, 
never be challenged again and that I and that I would always be happy and nothing negative would ever happen again and you know and that it would just be this just like oh kind of experience you know <laughs> and and I know I know what I know at this point and that I I live in a different state of re, a different state than I did before of perception or I would even say kind of reality than I did before that I would that I would dare to say is some some like realm of enlightenment because it it based on his works like I remember reading some of his stuff and not having any idea what he was talking about like when he talked about um, and he actually does talk about the state of being with which I live he actually does talk about it in his books but I had no idea what he was talking about until I actually like I guess became it or understood I already was it and there was this phrase that he said he had you know because I had studied his works for so long and I and I just it just seemed some far off crazy thing to even continue to try like it was like there is no way that I will ever be in this state I, I just was utterly convinced and I just I did he says just throw away all the books and I so I threw away all the books and he said surrender to God without reservation and just be and realize that which you already are. And even when I read it, I underlined it and I, I still didn't understand. But I sort of understand now that I had been living in this altered state which I believe is our natural state I don't think that I'm special and I and I don't believe that that how oh, I lost I lost my thought with that oh I don't believe that it is anything that we actually do I mean aside from seeking it from aside from seeking it and and I mean it's <laughs> I'm going back to this terminology just because it's fun um like you know if somebody were to tell you about an orgasm before you ever had one and I think for men it's I think and I'm making an assumption here that orgasm is a lot easier than for women you know but it was like like just trying to figure this out and it's like how do you tell someone 
well, you kind of have to, you know, do this and do this. And then you have to sort of let go. You can't, you know, you can't be too much in your head. You got, you know, I mean, it's like you can like sit there and try to describe it, but it's like, it's very personal and, 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 and sort of individual and, and it's actually a letting go. And it is actually like not necessarily something even that we do like we we sort of do but we sort of allow so I would say we allow enlightenment we we allow like the power of God we allow ourselves to be washed over by the love of God We, we allow ourselves to to not get in the way. Like, it's sort of like, um, and that sort of was the beginning. I mean, I did have this moment. I had this moment of this envelopment. in the love of God that was so absolutely delicious. I was never quite the same after. And this understanding that there was no That we are an aspect, we're like a, a piece of sand on a beach. But we are part of the beach. We are aspects, we are all aspects of God. There is no, there's nothing that isn't God. And then sort of these, these degrees of love that would go within that. Because clearly, if you were to, to look, you know, which was a, which was a huge obstacle for me. Okay. If, if all this is true, then how do we have that? If everything is God, then how do we have a Holocaust? How do we have like evil? Because we do, we have evil in the world. There's evil. There's there's things that happen that are that are heinous and horrible. So how you know and those would be very, 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 very low degrees of love and the allowing of the love of God. And so this is my understanding. And I could be wrong about all of this, but I think, I think the purpose of this podcast is that, is that enlightenment is so very, in some ways, individual, you know, but I think, I think 
it is also it is also based on our beliefs about it and my belief my beliefs about it were quite a hindrance to my being able to experience it and and so my beliefs about it and and it hasn't been like I'm in a constant state of bliss. So does that mean I'm not enlightened? Um, I I still have challenges. Does that mean I'm not enlightened? I I still get angry sometimes. Oh, I must not be enlightened. Um, I still have conflict. Oh my God, I'm not enlightened. You know, or they won't see me as enlightened. You know. And and I and I just have to say, like, well, does it matter what anyone else sees us like? Like that is the beginning of. It's like when a person has understanding about enlightenment, people oftentimes call them crazy. They get ostracized. It it is not. I would have to say seekers of enlightenment have an incredible amount of courage. I, this time, yesterday, yesterday was the winter solstice. It was the 21st of December of 2020. And there was this, there's this conjunction. I like that word conjunction, junction, what's your function? Sorry. Um, of, of, um, I think it was Saturn and Pluto and, um, Jupiter. And everybody was like, there's all this, this is, you know, the, the state of, you know, the world is changing and, and, um, and, put out your your intentions now and um all of this you know this is a time of manifestation and <laughs> and yesterday i was just sort of i have to admit that i had this incredible sense of validation because I've been talking about this for two and a half years and people have called me crazy. When I, when I, I went through a summer of synchronicity and mysticism, I still have these things happen every day, not with the same frequency. And I'm not entirely sure, honestly, if they're not still happening with the same frequency. However, I've become used to it. Um, but I, I, I was having synchronicities on top of each other. But what I was, what I was, my understanding was that we were moving into a, a time on the planet where where the consciousness had had was at a level see and I almost used the word reached 
um, but was on a level that we could have world peace and wonderful lives. And that it was all based on our, on our beliefs about it. And, and I did all of these, my early YouTubes are all this chronicling this journey because I knew something really like was, had happened to me and I'd had this experience in it and I, and, and there were so many, I mean, I was completely my life my actual reality had just really fallen apart and people were really some people especially one person was incredibly mean to me about it and would mock me would actually say things you know and mock me for using these terms or saying this was possible so that yesterday when it was all over everywhere um, on TikTok and <laughs> I had this huge sense because that was the hardest thing. I didn't know what it was all going to look like. I'm like, I still don't. I'm just going to say that. I have no idea what it's going to look like, but wouldn't it just be amazing if we were able to live a life where where we were very satisfied and didn't feel the need to go necessarily anywhere until we were ready to go somewhere else. Wouldn't that just be the most amazing thing? To just love and do what you love and make, you know, an income and to not have to worry, to not be in a race. Wouldn't it just be the nicest existence to just be around the people you want to be around, doing the things that you'd like to be doing? Wouldn't that just be, like, amazing? <laughs> But anyway, there's my, and I'll, I'll remember something that I forgot to talk about. Like one of my most recent podcasts, I forgot something like really pertinent. I was like, oh man. Um, but this, this podcast was very impromptu, but these are just like, <laughs> these are just the things that I'm constantly thinking about. But, and, and this idea of enlightenment is pretty pretty like floating on my on my radar about all the time you know just this this idea of it and um <laughs> you can kind of tell from this podcast that it can be kind of a neuroses am I enlightened or not you know does it really matter I mean, the ultimate, the ultimate is joy. Just feeling joy. And with that, I'm going to end this podcast. I thank you for listening. And I will be back with other topics. And that's a wrap.